If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and in this episode, we're talking about a Nemours Associate Resource Group, an ARG, that is in the process of forming. It's focusing on the Jewish community. And joining me today are the ARG's executive sponsor, Peter Debbie. He is the Nemours Executive Vice President and Chief Human Resources Officer, and the ARG's initial lead, Dr. Allison Kraft. She is Nemours Director of Talent Development. Welcome to both of you. Allison, I want to start with you. Share with us the why behind the launching of a Jewish community ARG here at Nemours. Why is it important to you, to Nemours, and to the communities we serve? Associate resource groups in general are what I would consider a very important component of inclusive cultures. They really can help to create a sense of belonging and community within an organization. And in my role as director of talent development, a big piece of my team's work does revolve around engagement and helping create team-based cultures where people feel psychologically safe enough to be their authentic self, feel respected, feel like they're cared about. And when you have those type of environments, it really creates the space for people to lean in to those intrinsic motivators that inspired them to work in healthcare. Right? And for me, whether you're clinical or not, people who choose to work at a place like Nemours, they do it because at their core, they want to help people. And at Nemours, we want to create a, a better world for children. So for Associate Resource Group, it really answers the call to action. How do we create environments for our associates to thrive? With relation to the Jewish community ARG, just a little bit of background about why we're deciding to launch it now, because it has been in the works. Peter has been an advocate for it. We've considered launching it before. But in February of this year, the Office of Health Equity and Inclusion, which we call OHE, and our DRIVE Task Force, which is Diversity, Anti-Racism, Inclusion, Value, and Equity, we hosted a listening session entitled Listening to the Jewish Voice. For those who may not know what a listening session is, just for context, it's a space where we bring associates who identify with a certain group and allies together to focus on creating what we call a brave space where we can be vulnerable, empathetic, and normalize that you're not alone with something you may be experiencing. So topics can vary. I'll give an example. We recently did a listening session for our LGBTQIA plus community on some recent legislation in states that is impacting their communities, but also the kids that we serve. So it's really this opportunity for us to support our associates in a different way. So the listening to the Jewish voice was really our attempt to support our associates because there's been some growing incidents of anti-Semitism. And Ohe actually asked me to be the facilitator. One, because of my role, I'm very comfortable leading conversations where you need to actively listen, but you also have to talk about emotionally charged topics in the workplace, which can be very challenging and uncomfortable for people. And I also identify as Jewish. So for me, I was not prepared for the personal impact that experience had on me. I went in, I was in facilitator mode. 
I was Allison Craft Director of Talent Development there to help people. But what I was not prepared for was the sense of community that I felt that I didn't realize I had been missing. One of the key themes that we heard in that listening session, and I can't think of a more articulate way to express this, is we collectively realized that we hide our Jewishness a lot so that we don't become the outlier. And as I reflected on that theme, and I think about myself, why it's important to me as a person, now I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. I went to a Jewish private school. I lived in Israel for several years. Being Jewish is a huge part of my culture. A lot of it's what makes me, me. But then I left my little corner of the universe. I went to grad school in Alabama, not a very Jewish area. I moved to Florida and I started to become the minority where in my old neighborhood, I was the majority of the culture. And I just really noticed that I started to unconsciously assimilate. And I didn't realize it until I heard the voices of my fellow Nemours colleagues starting to articulate some very similar themes. So when I was asked, to be a part of the launch. Selfishly, I jumped at it. It's why it's important to me because I had this moment of re-engagement and reconnection to me as a person. And then I saw, wow, what a way that our organization can not only support our associates, but if you think about it from a health equity perspective, there's a lot of good knowledge that the Jewish community has that could have a great impact on our Jewish patients, families, and communities. And so it just seemed like a, a really wonderful opportunity to sort of represent everything that Namor tries to stand for, which is inclusive inside our walls, but also supporting the communities that we serve. And there's quite a bit to talk about. Peter, I want to turn to you. Serving as the ARG's executive sponsor, first talk a little bit about what it means to be an executive sponsor in general, and then why it's important to you to serve in that capacity for the Jewish community ARG that's being stood up. Thank you, Carol, for inviting me to this episode of the podcast. I see it as a unique honor and opportunity to serve in this capacity. One of the things that I know that I can do to support the ARG is to garner the support of my peers and support of the leadership of the organization, whether it's through education or by getting them involved in the activities of the ARG or by securing resources through my peers to support the efforts of the ARG. There are multiple ways that I can do that. And I happen to be in a position in the organization where I could do that. So that's one of the reasons for supporting the ARG. Another reason is actually that when we introduce new groups into the organization or even new initiatives into the organization, it's not unusual to encounter barriers and challenges and difficulties. And I know that I can play a part in helping to address and overcome those barriers. So that's something else that I could do for the ARG. Perhaps the most important thing that I could do for them is to make sure that their efforts are connected to the strategy of our organization. You've heard, Allison, we want to create a psychologically safe workplace for all of our associates. We want to make sure that all of our associates are able to be their authentic selves 100% of the time in our environment within the context, obviously, of our standards of behavior. And I can help make sure that the work that we do with this enables that environment. So it's really exciting to be a part of this, and I'm truly looking forward to doing this work. 
you actually um, answered one of the questions I was thinking about, and that is ARGs and this ARG in particular are playing a role in the vision, the strategy of the Nemours. Allison, can you or Peter address that a little bit more deeply? So, Carol, we have what we call foundational imperatives that support our strategy. One of our foundational imperatives is talent and culture. And in fact, one of the objectives on that talent and culture is to create an environment where 100% of our associates, and actually we did write that out, 100%, everybody, not a subset, not a segment, all of us are able to be our authentic selves 100% of the time in the workforce. This is really important because there is a lot of pretext and hiding and things like that that people engage in just to survive the day in the workforce. I shave my hair so I can belong. I modify my accent so I can be accepted. I work in certain hours. I dress a certain way. I try to cover up who I am on the inside just so I can get along or survive. It is really difficult for to be at your best, for me to be at my best, if I'm constantly trying to figure out whether or not I fit in. We want you to be your true self. I believe that that is the only way we can get to 100% engagement, and that is the only way that we can be successful in continuing to create the healthiest generations of children. Allison. Peter alluded to a lot of what we've thought about for the few individuals who have started to engage in the planning work of establishing the ARG is how do we, first of all, call upon our associates to leverage their voice in alignment with culture and talent? To Peter's point, one is we need the environments where people can be innovative. They're free to speak up and they can be the voice for our patients and communities who aren't making decisions internally because we have that representation, which is hugely important to this idea of going well beyond medicine. So I'll share as we started to form the ARG, sort of the pillars that we've established to start with. One is that informing piece, that education piece, so that we can start educating and eliminating false equivalency. Conversations like, hey, we don't hold big strategy meetings on Christmas, so let's not do it on Rosh Hashanah, right? That's an important part of acknowledging our associates, but also we can leverage that in different ways. The Jewish Hebrew calendar is different than the one we use to schedule appointments. The same is true for the Muslim calendar. So what can we take from our associates' experience, but also from a strategic perspective, think about how that ties into equity and care, right? At Nemours, our focus really is about health equity, which means that in order to achieve that vision of creating the healthiest generations of children, we sometimes have to recognize those different needs and provide that support to our associates who, at the end of the day, I think everyone wants to do a better job of serving children. So this really gives people the freedom, as Peter said, to be themselves and to use that knowledge to help others, which, again, I think is core to what it means to work at Nemours is that you want to help other people. And much of this has to do with engagement, and engagement is an important component of the patient experience. Does one of you want to talk a little bit about that? Well. There is plenty of data and research that show that engaged associates help to create an environment where patients and families are also highly satisfied. In other words, there's strong correlation between a highly engaged workforce and a highly satisfied group of patient families. 
So that relationship is very, very important to us. And in fact, as I mentioned a minute ago, we really cannot achieve our strategic objectives without ensuring that our associates function at a high level of engagement continuously. That's really key to our success going forward. And one of the important reasons that we should focus on ensuring that associates of all backgrounds are successful in our environment, in our organization. Allison, you're the initial lead of this ARG. What does that mean in the organizational stages and as you move forward to the official standing up of the Jewish community ARG? So from a strategic standpoint in establishing this, right, it's first establishing that there is this community resource out there, letting people know we exist, asking them to join, but also the recognition that this is not just an inclusive club where you identify as you so you're a part of this club, but no one else is allowed in. That's not how this works. So it's this idea of how do we extend allyship to help either garner support for that strategic work that Peter was alluding to or helping to support similar groups who face similar challenges, such as the Jewish community faces. And so really what we're attempting to do is share the news that it's existing. And then we establish what our collective call to action is, how we want to leverage our voice in support of the culture and talent, how we want to establish our mission, the three to four critical areas that we want to influence and we want to impact. The thing I want people to know is that while I'm the initial lead and Peter is the sponsor, this is not the Peter and Allison show. We are creating the space so that you as the associate who's either identifies as or wants to be an ally with can inspire and inform the work because you're living in the environments. You understand what's occurring in either the clinical or the non-clinical setting. So how can we help you be successful? So as you create this space, what has gone on thus far? What process has have you put in place? Have you put any processes in place? What have you done so far? And what do you plan to do moving ahead and moving this forward? To this point, what we have done is, as I mentioned earlier, my involvement in this really started from the listening to the Jewish voice listening session. Typically, I would be the one encouraging someone else to start it. But because this is so personally impactful and important to me, I sort of jumped up the opportunity. But what we did was we sent a message out to everyone who attended non-anonymously to the session and said, we want to hear from you. What do you think about establishing ARG? What would you like some of the focuses to be? How do you identify? Are you identifying as an ally, someone with similar issues faced by the Jewish community. And we've really had a series of mini focus group and listing sessions to determine what it is that we want to start focusing on as an initial starting point as we continue to generate interest across the organization. So really a lot of listening and a lot of excitement. And from there, we're hoping to really, in that first session, establish that mission statement, what the group's name is actually going to be. Right now, we're using the Jewish community ARG as a placeholder, but Peter and I recognize that we shouldn't be the ones coming up with the name of the ARG. It should be the people who are leading the work and who feel the most connected to it. And so those will be some of the initial things that we do once we hold the meeting after the word gets out that this group is forming. And you are announcing this group at a particular time, and it's done on purpose. Tell us what's happening on the Jewish calendar and the year right now. Sure. I promise I won't get into a deep theology session or anything like that. 
But if this ARG accomplishes what we aspire it to do, right, which is supporting associates, celebrating communities, bringing awareness so that we can achieve inclusion in that culture where people can be their authentic selves, what better time to launch it than in recognition of an important time for that community? So on the Hebrew calendar, it's Passover. Passover is a eight-day Jewish holiday that starts on the 15th of the Hebrew month Nisan, which this year happens to be April. And so Passover, those who identify as Jewish, we celebrate in many different ways, obviously depending on level of observance, including seders, telling stories, having special foods and other traditions. So what better time or way to start a community-based support mechanism than by acknowledging its importance at a time for that community, which is why we decided to announce the formation during Passover. What I would love to do once the ARG is up and running and has a a name and a core group, I'd love to have you all back to talk about some of the issues. But Allison, you you mentioned that there are barriers that the Jewish community does see anti-Semitism being one of them. What are some of the others? Obviously, there's anti-Semitism, but I think a big barrier from a cultural perspective, not at Nemours, but globally, if you're in areas that do not have a high population of Jewish communities, is there's a false equivalency a lot of the time in comparing our culture to different cultures. And particularly for those who identify as Jewish, there's a difference between our culture and our faith. For some people, it's blended. For some people, it's not. I culturally identify as Jewish. And so a big piece of it is small things like recognizing that our calendar, the Hebrew calendar, is different. So that while in the Christian sort of world, December 25th is a very well-known date and organizations are very good at doing things like not establishing meetings on those days. Because our calendar is different, Hanukkah falls on a different set of days every year. Rosh Hashanah does. And so it's not as simple as, oh, we want to make sure that we're not asking people to work on holy days. So we're going to put this reoccurrence on because it's different and not everyone's aware of that. Or even things like different dietary restrictions. But during Passover, while as a member of the Jewish culture, I'm not taking off work because most of our stuff starts at sundown. The fact that my diet is changing, of our patients, the diet is changing. And a lot of people know kosher exists as an example. And so they send, oh, we have a kosher closet, but it's even more different during Passover because there's this practice called shamats where you remove all leaven. So we can't eat bread products or things with flour. We eat matzah, which is unleavened bread. So sometimes it's, it's, it's one, just an awareness that there are differences because a lot of people, when they hear Passover, they'll say, oh, that's like Easter. Well, it occurs around the same time, but it is something fundamentally very different. So I think in the workplace, that's the biggest one, because sometimes we don't recognize something is happening for members of different cultures. And how can we bring a broader awareness to that? The broader awareness that Allison is talking about from a Nemours perspective is a matter of respect. See, in our culture, we define respect as treating people the way they want to be treated. How can I treat you the way you want to be treated without knowing enough about you? So for me, this ARG is about learning the Jewish culture. It's about learning something about their community, their preferences, their styles, their food, and other aspects of their culture. 
frankly, I've been exposed to the Jewish culture for a very long time. You might wonder, why is a black guy the sponsor of a Jewish ARG? It's a great question. It's what I call the plus one factor. Because if I were the sponsor, for example, of an African-American ARG, you look at me and you'd expect that. The plus one factor is when someone from outside of a group or outside of a demographic lends a voice in support of that group. As an African-American male, there's no surprise in me being the executive sponsor of an African-American ARG. There's nothing wrong with that, but really I'm not adding to the pool of support for the African-American community because I'm already in that community. It's a little different when someone from outside of the community raises their hands and says, I'm going to support you. I'm going to speak up for you. I'm going to be a bridge for you between you and other cultures. I'm going to raise a voice for you when I see you being treated poorly or something along those lines. That's powerful. And that's one of the attractions for me in terms of being able to support the Jewish ARG. And beyond that is actually a personal connection for me with the Jewish community. So for 31 years, my father worked for a Jewish company in Nigeria. It was a road construction company. And in many of those years, they would actually build camp by the roads because they were so far from home and they would spend weeks at a time at those camps. Think about when Route 95 was constructed, okay? It was hundreds and hundreds of miles. That's exactly what was going on in the southeastern part of Nigeria at that time. And as a kid in elementary school, I had opportunities, as many other kids did, to go spend time with our parents at those camps. That was the first time I met with Jewish kids. And what I remember the most was the food. In the evenings, their parents would cook for us. It was just a great experience for many years. The kids would tell stories of how they spent their vacation in the U.S. And my dream, frankly, of coming to this country started back then. And obviously, at the time, my parents couldn't afford to send me here. But I you know, had hoped that someday I'd be able to come here uh, in some way. And that did materialize. But what I remember of that experience was just a wholesome encounter with an amazing group of people. Uh, they didn't speak English very well. They spoke Hebrew. But somehow they managed to work with my dad for over 30 years. And he still remembers them fondly to this day. So when I think back to those experiences, this was an opportunity for me to reconnect. I'm no longer in touch with those young folks that I grew up with at the time. But here's an opportunity for me to learn more about the community, share some of my experiences, even include my family in some of the discussions because my dad feels like he's Jewish himself. That was how great the experience was for him. He worked with them a very long time. They trusted him, had great relationships. So for me, this is both personal and professional. 
Delaware-based Peter Adebi is Nemours' executive vice president and chief human resources officer and the executive sponsor of the Jewish community ARG, which is now forming. He was joined in conversation from Orlando by Dr. Allison Kraft, Nemours' director of talent development. Dr. Kraft is the ARG's initial lead. Like all Nemours ARGs, this new one centered on the Jewish community is by and for associates at all levels who identify culturally, religiously, or both with the community or see themselves as community allies. By joining this ARG during its developmental stages, right now, you'll help to create its name, establish its formal mission and call to action, set its strategic goals and identify how the group wants to support learning and professional development, and support one another, Nemours patients and their families as well as the community at large. Inaugural meetings will begin soon, so to be part of it, reach out to Dr. Kraft. Her email is allison.craft, that's A-L-L-I-S-O-N dot C-R-A-F-T at Nemours.org. That's allison.craft at Nemours.org. Your ideas for future podcasts? They're always welcome. Simply email us at podcast at Nemours.org. That's podcast at Nemours.org. By the way, we're now booking remote interviews for June, July, and August. Thanks to this week's production team, Peter Adebi, Allison Kraft, Deborah Griffin, and Savannah Pettit. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. You may find the podcast on Nemours Net and the Nemours Now app, anywhere you find your other favorite podcasts, or by telling your smart speaker to play the Champions for Children podcast. On behalf of Peter Adebi and Dr. Allison Kraft, I'm Carol Vassar, and we thank you for listening to this edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, please stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the children and families we serve.